Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Hello, everybody. It is such an honor and a privilege to be here. And I'm just delighted because I get to see my friends who I love um, so much. I don't think it's 40 years because I'm only 41, brother. So <laughs> must have been a wee. <laughs> Let that spirit leave. Oh, it is so, so wonderful. And um, I'm excited about what I'm going to share from the word with you today. But um, before that, I just want to share a little bit about New Day. Uh, so if we can go with the slides, we're going to care. So I oversee this charity called New Day United. A number of years ago, seven years ago, I was in South Africa and I woke up one morning and I had this little phrase, the regeneration of a city, the restoration of a nation and the revival of a continent. And I remember sitting bolt right up in bed and just going, okay, Lynn, just breathe. This is a midlife crisis. It will pass. It, it's going to pass. But of course, it didn't. Thank you. If I can have the next slide. Um, and uh, so after much consultation with a number of people, we have set up New Day. And it's set up in an area called Tambu Village. And those are the areas. Tambu Village is the, the little picture down the bottom. I hope I'm not going to be like one of those people. You know those kind of people who come back from their holiday. And they go, we've got seven, we'd love to share our holiday with you. And you go, oh, that's lovely. And then you realize that you have to go through 7,544 slides. And by the end, you're thinking, Jesus, please take me home now. <laughs> so I, hopefully it's not going to be like that. I'm going to take you on a whistle-stop tour. So we work in an area called Tambu Village and Manenberg and Guguletu. Cape Town is a very beautiful city. But there is extreme poverty, and we work in an area with high unemployment, gang violence, and HIV. But beautiful, beautiful people. Thank you. The next one. And um, I work with an amazing team. This is some of our team. Um, and they have been through our various programs. Some of them have been ladies of the night and uh, gangsters. And now they are passionately in love with Jesus. And our strapline is stronger together. It's a good thing. Eh? It's a good thing. Thank you. The next one. And so when COVID hit, of course, we had to close down all our programs. I'm going to talk about them in a little while. And so we repurposed our funding because we realized that a lot of the people that we serve don't have food. And so for 22 weeks, thank you, we um, gave food out to the local community. We distributed over 2,000 parcels. Over 6,000 people were reached um, so we'd put scriptures in the parcels, we'd put uh, prayers in the parcels, you know, prayers that we'd written out, and over 60,000 meals were enjoyed. So you were part of that, thank you. And then we came out of that after 22 weeks and we realized we couldn't continue to do that, so we built these little veg boxes. Most of these people are living on properties the size of maybe one, two, three rows, that kind of area. That's their home, if, 
if it's that big. And so we created these boxes and that is the produce that came out of that. So it was incredible. There are 24 of those boxes. We decided after 24, forget it. We can't carry on doing these forever. So I'll show you a little bit later of what we're doing now. Thanks. So we have a number of programs that we run. But before I go into that, on the 20th of um, August last year, I had just left South Africa and been with them. That's our building. You can see their big uh, fences around it. And the reason being is that gangs run on both of those. I've had the joy of standing face to face with a gang member. And guess who bowed? Not me. <laughs> I nearly did, but he bowed first. And, um, but on the 20th, um, I would just got back to the UK. I had to go into a quarantine hotel because that's what they were doing to us for 10 days. So it was prison, uh, really, for me. And I got a phone call from one of our teams saying, um, Mama, there are armed men in the, in the building. And so they held up our team. They held up our beneficiaries. And the phone went dead. And I... For 30 minutes, you know, we can sing songs up here, but I tell you, it takes worship to another level because I knew there were mothers, there were fathers, there were kids. I knew that there were families in that building and uh, they went off with all our computers, and, uh, but none of our people were injured, although we have had to bring in a trauma counselor and she is an amazing woman who meets with our team and our beneficiaries uh, every week. But not only that, um, just thank you, um, uh, two months later, I, uh, one of our little kids, if you can put the next slide up for me, little boy called Sinawu, um, that's him on the right over there, beautiful, beautiful young kid. He was shot outside our organization by shot during gang violence. He was shot in the crossfire. And his mum is part of, has been through our programs. And uh, I remember phoning her and saying, Sissy, how are you doing? And she said, Mama, I don't have any, we can't, I don't know how we're going to bury Sanawuk because we don't have money for a coffin. Such a tragic thing when that happens. And then to process that with all the kids that we serve. But God was so good. And, you know, we can talk about the God of mercy and comfort, but it's at moments like this. It took its toll on all of us. Can't fudge it. But I tell you, we are more resolute and more determined than ever before. And I have come to a point where I've said, and I'm not, I do not have a death wish, but I certainly have found something worth dying for because I've really found something worth living for. So for me to live is Christ. And we know that this darling boy is with Jesus. Thanks. Next one. But we run a number of programs. We felt that God was saying to us, and I felt very strongly about this, that I was not going to present something that showed kids with snotty noses and flies around their eyes and just running a soup kitchen. Those are all great things, not the snotty noses and the eyes, but um, running soup kitchens. But we want to do, equip our people for the fourth industrial revolution. And so we run a computer learning course and a coding course. And since COVID, we are oversubscribed. 
We were able to get all our computers um, replaced with even better ones. Although they're, they're now telling us, no, we need better ones. I go, will this never end? But we are oversubscribed and God has been so good because we're now not only doing a government accredited course, but we have uh, offering a second course of coding. And these guys are amazing. Thank you. We also have a work for a living program. And Denise's aunt, actually um, our cousin, actually created work for a living. And apparently I prophesied over Ina many, many years ago that she would be doing this. And so we've introduced this program. Program. We run it every month, and the whole aspect of it is, uh, if you could read that, it's a little bit small, but it says, it's not our responsibility to find you a job, it's yours. What have you done? And so we run a 13-day course. Uh, people come to Jesus through the course constantly. In fact, the Computer Learning Center, when I was out in April, I um, had the opportunity to be able to spend some time with our people. And we've got Muslims and all sorts of people in our group shared Jesus and 12 of them gave their lives to the Lord that day. No, no music. No, no, no. It was just like, you want to you receive Jesus? Yes, thank you. Okay, come on, let's do this business. And so we're seeing loads and loads of people come to the Lord. And we, through Work for a Living, we've been able to place those who have been on our course, 75% of those people have now got jobs. And that is phenomenal because the unemployment rate is very, very high. Thank you. The next one, you still with me? We also run a sewing enterprise, which is amazing. And this week, I was able to order three sewing machines and an overlocker for our people. We've also got guys that have joined our group, and we say to them, there's material you can sew, but first of all, you've got to make a tracksuit. We show them how to make the tracksuit, and that gets donated to a local school. So before they can sew for themselves they've got to be able to give forward. Thank you. And so that happens regularly and it's amazing. We have an after-school program. So all of that happens in the morning. And then we've got an after-school program called Schluma. This is one of our groups. We've got four groups of this size. And these kids come, they have a meal with us. Uh, they live in those houses that I showed you at the beginning. And they come and we just love on them. And we offer them as well highly advanced courses. So thanks so much. The next one, we offer them e-learning. So they have maths and English e-learning in the afternoon. And we do robotics with our kids as well. Two years ago, three, four years ago, just before COVID struck, our kids entered the World Robotics Olympiad and they got a bronze in South Africa. So amazing, amazing. They live in a shack and they get bronze. Thank you. We also offer to our kids tutoring. So the people who are on our computer learning center and our coding come in the afternoon and they tutor our children once they've had a police check to see that they're okay. But it's incredible to see what these kids are doing with coding. And I, when I was there, I went in and, you know, this one boy was saying, well, try it out. I used to be Cece, which means sister. Now I'm mama which is mother, and I'm just waiting for the day that they start calling me Gogo. That will be absolutely devastating. But, but I sat with these kids, and I could not figure out what on earth they were doing. The only thing that held me steady was, I went, I've got a degree. I'm intelligent. I've got a degree. And eventually this little boy went, 
you can do this. Move. <laughs> I pay the bills. Of course I can do this. <laughs> but, um, but the most exciting thing that happened was just over a month ago, we were invited, thank you, we were invited to be part of an incredible program. We were chosen from South Africa to do this where our kids wrote a program, a coding, to check humidity on a space station. And so there you see the kids, uh, the six of our brightest ones, they wrote this and they were talking to an astronaut. I mean, it's just, you can't make this up. Seriously, it was, so we connected with space. Thank you, the next one. And then I said to you, we had done this food scaping, uh, um, well, given food out and then did these food boxes. And when COVID finished and because of what had happened in our building, and the local community just rose up. It's incredible. They guard our gates. Um, I have to just keep my eyes fixed on Jesus because I go there and they've got these, we call them nobkiris, which are like a big, and pangos. And they stand there and they go, don't worry, mama, nobody will come in here ever again. And I just think, oh, Jesus, please help us. But the police kind of go, let them do it. So I kind of go, okay. But um, what happened out of that was a local school got a hold of us and they said, we've got some ground and we'd like to give it to you. So if you have a look at that in December 2021, that was what the land looked like. And I remember going to have a look at this and we've got three lots of land like that. And I just, I could not find a tractor. I couldn't find a plow. And so the local community went, we will do it. And they did it by hand. They, they pulled up all the, all the grass, which was very thick. They then started planting in January. And when I was out, that was the produce that was there. So much so that we got the attention of the mayor's office, Cape Town mayor's office, and they came and had a photo opportunity with us. So what we do is we supply the seed, we supply the compost, we supply the support, they supply the manpower. So God is good, thank you. But we could not do any of this without stopping and praying. And so every six weeks we down our tools and whether you believe in Jesus or not, we take time to pray and we have seen God move in the most incredible ways. So last picture, that's how we look. That's our view of Table Mountain and those are the people that we serve. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yeah, so please, you know, check us out um, on our website. There's always some news on that, and uh, we're on social media as well. And just follow us and pray for us. I'm very grateful that Roddy said, you know, you'll take up an offering. But the greatest thing that we want, really, and I mean this, is prayer. When you face gangsters, when you face armed robbery, the one thing you don't ask for is money. You ask for prayer in the presence so, so let's invite the Lord into, he's here, but let's just invite him to do what only he can do in our lives. Is that okay? And you may look at all of that and think, oh my goodness, my little world is so small. No, your little world counts. And you are called to make a difference in your world. Please don't try and compare yourself to anybody else. Just be the best expression of who God's made you to be. So let's just pray together. Yeah.
Yeah. So Jesus, we just lift our hearts to you. And we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Father, that you loved us so much that you gave your only son. And Lord, that love doesn't start with us, but it starts with you, that you loved us. And I'm gonna just do a little bit of something that I, believe, I do this regularly. I want you to just lift your hands up. In 1 John 4, Roddy and I have been talking about this. It says, not that we loved him, but that he first loved us. And what I want you to do is just pull your hand, put your hands in a kind of a receiving position. Okay, just put them like that. Not that we loved, but that he first loved us. And now just draw that love into the very center of you and receive that. Receive that love, unconditional, beautiful love, not about what we've done right, but what he has done right through his precious son, Jesus. And then Jesus says, love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Now bring your hands from where your tummy is up again, but this time just lift them, not pushing God away, but just saying, Lord, I love you. I love you. Now turn your hands around again and receive that love and pull it back down into your very being. So deep calls to deep. And then out of that, Jesus says, and love your neighbor as yourself. So Lord, we do that. We do that very simple act. And we thank you this morning that we can receive the fullness of your life. Amen. Amen. So I felt in, as I has um, moved into 2022 for New Day, felt that that was a year of kindness, that God was going to release his kindness. But I also feel that 2022 is the year of rebuilding and restoring, that the Lord is rebuilding and restoring our lives and so this morning, what I want to do is share a little bit with you from the book of Nehemiah. It's in the Old Testament, but I love the story of Nehemiah. I just love it because it's so pertinent for where we are today. And I like to journal. I don't know about you, but I, you know, my niece has said she wants my journals one day. And I said, sweetheart, you will only get them when I die. And I suggest you burn them. Because I pour out my heart to the Lord. But here is this man, Nehemiah, who absolutely carried the values of the king and the kingdom. So uh, Jerusalem was in ruins. The city of peace was in ruins. Our world as it is at the moment is like that city in ruins. And there is something in Je Nehemiah has a burden to bring about change and to bring about rebuilding and restoring of the devastated city. Beloved, I know that, you know, there is so much news that goes on. We were talking about it earlier on. And we feel this news is right and that news is right. No, 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 that news is right. That news is right. Whether you're right wing or left wing or no wing, I tell you something, it is all about ratings. 
and how many people and their bits of information that are given. If anybody's in the media, I love the media. But we need to be those who embrace the king and the kingdom. And so what happens is Nehemiah gets released by a natural king, Artaxerxes, to be able to go to Jerusalem. But he's also released by the king of kings. And what happens is, is that as he goes on this journey to Jerusalem to bring about rebuilding and restoring, others join him. One of the things that I see in rebuilding and restoring is that we need one another. You cannot rebuild alone. And in the season of COVID where we have been in isolation, where we've been alone, we kind of get into that thing, it's me, myself and I. And I tell you something, it's a ploy of the enemy. He wants to isolate because if he isolates and keeps you at a distance, then he's got you. And I tell you, you cannot do church alone. And let me tell you something, we need one another. I do not come to church just to receive. I come to church to give of everything that I am. And so Nehemiah goes on this journey. And I love what William Carey, who's a missionary, said. Um, he said this, expect great things from God and attempt great things for and with God. And we are in a season where we can expect great things from God. And we can attempt great things for him and with him. But we've got to be alert. We've got to realize that there will be opportunities that will come our way. But my goodness, there will be opposition. Oh my goodness. And the enemy is always wanting to stop us before we have even started. That's what he wants to do. And sometimes it's directly and sometimes it's indirectly. But I tell you some of the greatest battlefield that I am finding as I have the privilege of traveling to many nations, many churches is here. That's the greatest battlefield. It's our minds. And so it matters what you listen to and it matters who you listen to. Let me say that again. It matters what you're listening to and it matters who you're listening to. And so we're gonna listen to a little bit of Nehemiah. Is that okay? So here it is. Thank you so much. And it says this in verses one to nine. It says, and when the word came to Sanballat, and Tobiah and Geshem the Arab and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I'd not set the doors in the gates, Sanballat and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plains of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and I cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent the same message and each time I gave them the same answer. Then... The fifth time, Sanballat sent his aide to me. 
with the same message, but in his hand was an unsealed letter, and in it was written, it is reported amongst the nations, and Geshem says it's true, hmm. so that, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now, this report will get back to the king. So come, let us meet together. I sent him this reply. Nothing like this is happening, you Wally. Nothing like this is going on. You are just making it out of your head. <laughs> Ever said that to anybody? Not the Wally bit. The... Is that a bad word? No, it's not. Making it out of your head. Anybody who's called Wally here, you are so loved. <laughs> they were all trying to fight, frighten us, thinking... Their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. Isn't that an amazing story? Isn't that so pertinent for now? I tell you, when I read this, I thought this is what I need right now. And so news always gets the attention of people. Always does. And beloved, there will be those who cheer us on and are delighted and are for us. And then you will have those who will be contentious and want us to fail and be against us. We all have those kind of people in our lives. And in verse one, it says this, I'd rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it. Though up to that time, I'd not set the doors in place. So all the worlds are built, but there's still a gap. And the enemy will always look for the gaps in your life and in my life. Always look for that. He's always looking for ways to distract us and to debilitate us. And we've got to realize that although the walls are built, that's not enough. We can't become complacent. We can't just chill right now. There's still doors to be put in place. And so what happens is in verse two, here comes the friendly fire. So the invitation comes, come down to the plains, come to a village in the plains of Ono. They were threatening the story of rebuilding. Hey, come and join us. But I love the way that Nehemiah, in spite of all the stress and strain of building, is able to know they were scheming. And the enemy will always look for ways to scheme against us. To create, that word means to do mischief, to bring misery, to kill and destroy. And our response, beloved, I love this. I mean, I couldn't have set this up. 
When the enemy comes and says, hey, come down to the village in the, in the plain of Ono, we go, oh no. Isn't that great? I read it, I just thought, how genius of God. Oh no. Oh no. No. And those invitations will look jolly, jolly nice. Let me just have a break from this Christian walk. Let me just have a break from having to do all this Christian stuff. Let me just go on to the plains just for a night. Oh no. Oh no. And I have a little phrase, the ladies who heard it yesterday, every decision I make determines the direction I walk in and the destiny I reach. And it's got nothing to do with being a super saint. I am as fallible as everybody else. And we've got to make decisions that determine the direction we walk in and the destiny that you reach. I tell you something, let's not be allured by the plains of Ono now. If any of you have gone to the plains of Ono, guess what? Get back to Jerusalem. Get back. Because the enemy loves to make us think, well, you've, you've tripped and fallen, you're down there. The Bible says, get up. Get up. Do not become a victim. Every one of us falls short. I'm the chief of sinners. But I'm not defined by that. I'm defined by my relationship with the Lord and the commission that he has given to me. And so Nehemiah then says in verse three, it's a bit of a Bible study, is that okay? In verse three, he says, I am carrying out a great project. You, each one of you are carrying out a great project. I get so sad when I hear people go, I'm just, I'm just. Where's James? There he is. Honestly, James, you made me laugh on uh, the other evening when I was with the worship team. Is that your wife next to you? Oh my word, you're married to a classic there. Because <laughs> he's, he he's got these earphones, you know, for here. And he goes, she's in the building. She's in the building. He's in the building. And then he comes up to me at the end and he says, I just want to get close to you. In fact, I'd like to get on your back. And I'm thinking, <laughs> just come up here. Come up here. Come up here. Look at this. What is he seeing? <laughs> what is he seeing? But you know what? I'm, I'm as tall as him, if not tall in the spirit. Get that. Annie. Move in. Yep. Don't. She's being out of control. <laughs> but James, I, I feel that God has a word for you. I looked at your leg early on and I saw that sword. And I sense that God is saying to you in this season and this time that the sword is going to get sharper and sharper. For you as a family, I just feel God is saying, actually, my favor is upon you. And it's going to get even stronger. And I know, I can see from you that you were a fighter man before. But I tell you something, you are going to break up enmity that's been without, with people. And you are going to become a peace broker. That where, where people have been, you know, you are going to be somebody who gets in there and goes, actually, I'm not just a peacekeeper, I'm a peacemaker. And there's something amazing about you as a shalom giver, a wholeness man. Mm. 
So bless you, sweetheart. And so, so Nehemiah says, I'm carrying on a great project. Beloved, do not lose heart where God has called you to be. Your project is great, but your project is not your identity. It's just what you have been commissioned to do. It's not who you are. Do not try and get your value and worth by what you do. I'm carrying on a great project. And then he says, and I cannot go down. I am not gonna go down to a lower level. I'm not gonna do that. Can we go back? Thank you. Why should the work stop? while I leave it and go down to you. We have got to be like Jesus more than ever before, fixing our eyes on the author and the perfecter of our face, fixing our eyes on Jesus, not just once a week in church like this, but every day. I'm gonna encourage you to go into the word every day. Do not set yourself unrealistic goals. I read the Bible for three hours. You do? I don't, but I read the word every day and it's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's not about how much time, it's about how much goes in and brings about transformation on the inside of you. Do not become religious in the way that you read God's word. And so we've got to watch that we do not come down in our thinking, in our speaking, in our behaving. Do not do that. And it's a choice every day. I won't come down. I won't come down to the way that you speak or you behave. And that's not being, you know, arrogant. It's just, I, I don't have time to go down to low living. And then in verse four, it says this, and four times they came back. Four times. The enemy doesn't just go once. He keeps prowling, he keeps prowling. Do not be intimidated. Remain fascinated with who Jesus is and what he is doing. I, you know, that is one of the most important things for me. I realize time is running out, so I'm gonna keep going here. And so verses five to seven, there's an, uh, this increase that goes on. And then he sends an unsealed letter. I chuckle at that. You know, senses, and he says, and Geshem says it. Who the heck is Geshem? He's the Arab. Now I've got nothing against Arabs, okay? But there it is, Geshem. Geshem comes with this. Well, if Geshem says it's true, then it's true. Absolute nonsense. But I wanna say this in the modern day setting. Hear me, I love social media, I use social media. But I wanna ask you this question. What are you reading? What unsealed letters are you reading? And what are you posting on your social media? What is your unsealed letter that everybody's reading? And so we've got to be very careful of this. We've got to watch that we don't just splurge it out, that we don't allow gossip and accusations to become our voice, that we do not become intimidated. I tell you something, I've got, um, I, I don't know, about 4,000 something or another close friends. I mean, we're like this. 
on Facebook. In fact, there was one precious lady here. She came up to me, she went, hi. And I went, hello, my name is Lynn. And she said, I know, I follow you on social media. And I, I'm so sorry. I didn't even know. I'm so, so sorry. But we've got to watch that when the enemy comes. Beloved, watch what you read and watch what you post. And in verse eight, it says, Nehemiah refused to take the bait. Do not take the bait. Do, look at the person next to you, if you don't mind, and just say, don't take the bait. Don't. And here's a conversation or a statement that's made between many people. Nothing like what you're saying is happening. Anybody ever heard that? Do not look at your wife or your husband right now. You are just making it up in your head. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking? Do you have low thinking or do you have God thinking? Lord, I take captive every thought. I bring it to subjection of you. I demolish, in 2 Corinthians it says, we demolish every argument and pretension that's made against us. Demolish it. Pull it down. Do not be infatuated and do not sign up for the enemy's mail. And in verse nine, Nehemiah says this, they were trying to frighten us. It was coming from all sides, coming from all sides. Thinking, they were thinking, their hands will get too weak for the work. I love the fact that it says in Hebrews, strengthen your weak arms and your feeble knees and it will not be completed Beloved, over every single one of our lives, one day we're gonna stand before Jesus and he's gonna go, well done. Isn't that amazing? Well done, good and faithful. Because so often what we do is we just see what's right in front of us and all the failures and, and God sees our future. I love that, amazing grace, scandalous grace that makes me want to live holy and upright before him. Because I'm not a law, I'm not under law, but under grace. And because I'm under grace, I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to offend him because I love him too much. And over here, Nehemiah says, they're trying to frighten us. They don't want us to finish. And I love the way that he says, they are thinking, but I prayed. The greatest battles that we can win are on our knees. That's what D.L. Moody said. Greatest battles. Fear will always shrink faith and it always weakens our hands and we lose grip. Beloved, the Romans says this, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And when that accusation comes, just pray. Don't try and think about it too much. Just get on your knees. Say, Father, forgive me. I don't know how many times I prayed that prayer. Father, forgive me for the way that I'm thinking, the way that I'm speaking, for my behavior. Forgive me. And you know what it, it, the Bible says? He's faithful and just to forgive us all our sins. 
<laughs> and here's the big deal, and heal all our diseases. So often, diseases can come because of the way that we think. Now, I'm not saying every disease, but I love the fact that he says, I'll heal all your diseases. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. Let's pray. Let's pray together. I tell you something, when, when that armed robbery happened, and when that darling child died, everything inside of me wanted to go to the plane of Ono. Everything inside of me was wanting to go, I will curse you, God. Everything inside of me wanted to do that. And there was a moment of just hitting my knees and just going, God, I have nobody but you. I have nobody but you, and I know your nature and your character, and even though my mind's raging, my heart is anchored in you. And so I bring my thoughts into captivity and align them with you. Beloved, let's not go down. Let's choose to pray. Let's choose to pray. And in closing, I think I'm going to give you these because I think they're really important. I was thinking, I'm going to give them just as points. Here are four keys. And if you can, just take a photo of them. Thank you if you can put them up. and Write them down. And do some thinking around them. But if we are going to be those who are able to walk before the Lord and get a hold of all that he has, and be those who are rebuilding the walls, I want to encourage you, be convinced in purpose. Be convinced in purpose. Take hold of the calling that God's given you. Be committed in vision. Fears will always come. Failures will be there. But keep going. Keep going. The third thing is be constant in prayer. It is, a, it, it is our highest priority. It's not an added extra. And be courageous in the journey. Be, have courage, be strong and courageous. I loved what you were drawing here early on. And I just love what's there because there's just fire. There's fire here. And yet there's these kind of, what are, what are these things over here? Flowers and blooms. I love that. And you are blooming and growing before the Lord. Invite his fire into you. Invite his fire to come, to burn away the unnecessary and to refine you as pure as gold, to be able to stand righteous before him because he has imbued his purity into every fiber of your being. So now, this is second time, let's pray. <laughs> Dear God, you love us so much. And I thank you, Lord, that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And I don't know where people are today, 
but maybe you've been looking for a relationship with Jesus. Maybe today's the day that he's saying, hey, I'm standing at your door and I'm, I'm knocking and I don't wanna come in and tell you about how bad you are, all the things you got wrong. I just wanna have a meal with you. I wanna sit at the table with you. I wanna enjoy fellowship with you. And I tell you something, religion cramps your style, but relationship leads you into such an adventure. And we were created for an adventure, but relationship also helps us find our way home. And every one of us wants a home, not a traumatic home, but a home that's safe and we're steady, we're secure, whether we male or female, whether we be strong or not. Every single one of us wants home. And I wonder this morning that if that's you, that today's the day that you just say, it's the start of a new journey. Or maybe you've fallen from first love. Maybe the enemy's accusations have come and you feel, I'm not good enough. I don't, I'm not, I'm not able to do this thing. No, we don't do it alone. We do it with the author and the perfecter of our faith. He does it. He starts it and he completes it. But getting back to what we had a look at today, I wonder whether there's some of you that when the invitation to come to the plane of Ono has come, you've kind of gone, yeah, let me go there. And you're feeling so devastated by that plane. And the Lord says, get up, get up, pick up your mat and go home and come home. Or maybe there's some of you that you know, you've been putting things of offense and getting offended with this one and that one and blaming it on your culture, but that's how our culture is. Beloved, offense will kill you. That's what it does. It will eat you up from the inside. And maybe you need to respond and say, no, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forgive and I'm gonna walk free. From this day onwards, I'm gonna trust God for miracles. And maybe there's some of you, you're doing okay, but your arms are getting weak. <laughs> Just thinking, man, I'm weak. Man, I'm weak. I'm weak in my I'm weak in business. I'm weak in my thinking. I'm weak in my home. I'm just feeling so weak. I'm feeling so exhausted. I'm feeling so debilitated. Oh, let the weak say I am strong. And so if you identify with some of those things that have come out in the story today, and I'm gonna ask you to not be a Sanballat or a Tobias or a Gisham, but to be a Nehemiah. And you've been trying to do it all alone. I'm gonna ask you to be brave enough. When I was going through these notes, I stood and I said, this is me, Lord. 
I'm going to ask you to stand. If you're needing to, you want to give your life to the Lord, or you want to return to first love, or you've been in the plains of Ono and you're knowing it's time to get out of those plains. Come on, let's put pride aside. Let's put insecurities aside. Let's do some business for the sake of the king and the kingdom. And let's, if you've been offended by stuff, come Holy Spirit. I know he's in the building, but let's ask him to come and meet us where we're at. Come. Hey, Fred, are you around? Do you mind just picking up your guitar for a second? I know it's, we've got a little bit of time here. Let's. I also have this. I think there's some people here that you've been building walls and the doors haven't been put up, but you've got insecure about what God's called you to do. And so what you've done is you're kind of moving away from that thinking, hey, I can't do this. Thank you, buddy. I can't do this. And God is saying, actually get back to Get back to what I've called you to do. Get back to your Jerusalem. And allow me to give you the strength to put the doors on. And so if you are that person, please stand. Thank you, Lord. singing over you the song of life today come sons and daughters let me have my way I'm calling out to you my beloved one you are my joy the sun so come yesterday is gone today I meet with you as you yield your heart watch what I will do is anything too hard for me to overcome? And by my grace and truth, sons and daughters, you have won. You've won. Well done. So come. Now, this may get a little bit messy for a few seconds here. But I'm just going to ask that those who are standing, 
those who are seated around you, would you mind helping me for a few seconds here? I'm not going to get everybody to come to the front. I just want you to just, if you guys can stand who are seated, if you feel comfortable with this, and just go and find somebody that you put your hand on. I'm not going to ask you to play, pray any long prayers. Hey, young people, can you help me out with this as well? All right, just go and put your hand on somebody around you. Just put your hand gently on them. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else. Just put your hands on. There's some people over here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you right now for your presence. I thank you for one another. I thank you, Lord, that the starting of Nehemiah says they didn't rebuild. He didn't rebuild alone. It was with those around him. And Lord, as we lay our hands on our brothers and our sisters, we thank you, Lord, that we know that you are working with us and through us and for us, but we have one another. And so, Lord, I thank you for miracle moments to be released right now. That where the enemy has sought to rob and kill and destroy, I thank you that you give life. And I thank you, Lord, that the city of peace, the Jerusalem of your presence and your goodness will be built. A sense that God is saying that for many of you, that the word is gonna come alive again. It's gonna be that lamp to your feet. It's gonna be the light to your path. A sense those who have been feeling so jolly weak and vulnerable, God says, I'm imbuing my strength into you right now. Strength rises when you wait upon the Lord. And as you wait here, as you stand before Him, He says, I come to you with everything that you need and even more. I just have a sense that there's some of you that are needing God's strength and courage, His peace and His joy in your business. God says, I'm with you. As you step in, I will give you everything you need, all the wisdom and the grace that you need for the project that I've called you to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. For those who are needing a move of God in their homes, the Lord says, I am coming with my fresh anointing and your sons and daughters will come home. Your sons and daughters will come home. And so Lord, I just thank you for the amazing time. Just pray, let's pray together. Let's just pray. If you pray in tongues, do that. If you pray in English, do that. If you pray in another language, do that. Thank you, Lord. But I prayed strength in my hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.